Well, hello there, Chad. Hi. Welcome to the Canada Athletic Training Podcast. I'm Kevin. This is Chad. Hello. It's Wednesday. We're live. We got Nate already in the house. Waiting on hundreds of more people. Hundreds of more people. We are bike. We are what? Bike. Bike. Back. Back. Bike. We are... B-Y-K-E, bring, 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 bring your, your new year, bringing in the new year. I don't know, Nisi, what does that mean? B-Y-K-E. Good for you, whatever it means. Bring your own. She's happy. She's smiling. She's got emojis flying. Bring your, I don't know. Kinetic energy. Oh, goodness gracious. Hey, you're listening to the Canon Athletic Training Podcast. Episode number 247. What? That's too many episodes. We have episode we 250 coming. Uh, like, that's literally... 250. By, before the end of the month. We should do something big for 250. 250. Like, what do you think? It means we are back just with a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> bike! Bike! Hey, we a bike. Hey, we a bike. bike. I like it. Um, What should we do fun for 250? What does 250 remind you of? A quarter? Hi, Hannah. What's up, Hannah? We're back. Um, I mean, the only thing I could think of is we should yeah, give away $250. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say that's what we're doing, but... Well, if you'd like access to Chad's yeah. personal bank account... We you should do something nice. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we give away... Uh, $250. I don't know. We'll talk free, about it after the show. Three episodes of Candid Athletic Training. Don't, don't talk to... Yeah, I wonder. Some you know what? You know what I've never done. Yeah, um, what have you never done? Let me guess. Uh, you have never gone skinny dipping in Israel. I haven't. Okay, I haven't. I I was <laughs> almost couldn't agree to or say that I haven't done that. But thank never goodness have you, I ever. Thank goodness you said Israel. Um, no, I was gonna say. So there's a couple of podcasts I listen to that. <laughs> Our AT squirters. <laughs> that, um, that's, you put it up. <laughs> yes, I did. I if you yeah see, it, on Spotify, Spotify only goes back so far, like two hundred episodes, and so I think fifty four is the first one you can listen to on Spotify. What about like I don't have Apple? Does Apple Podcast? Yeah, do I think the it's the same. Thing? I think it is the same. So the only way you're telling me the only way that people. Well, they're all on our website, right? Yeah. I th- uh, well, those are links. This is interesting. Oh, see all. It says see all, and it said 199. One, nine, nine. So that would be right so, around the scene. So we might need to repost. Oh, I'm scrolling, scrolling. 2620. That's what she said. What episode number is that? Two six twenty. That's what she said, number fifty four. So it's the same. Okay, yeah, it's the same. That's what she said. Episode fifty four. It's gotta be a good one. I'm very curious because how is somebody supposed to go back to episode Episode one one if we can't get yeah. Oh my gosh, this would this it's gonna take forever. You get a load more. Loading, loading. You got to load more. How many times have you heard that? Look at all those thumbs. (laughs) 
Look at all the thumbs. Maybe we need a new this way of doing that. For, yeah, I wonder if we can reorganize this. We're going to have to do take a business day. We will. I got tons. Search of- podcast. What was our first podcast called? Do you remember? What was the first episode? What if I just put in one? Uh, episode one. What if I put in number one? I know what number four was called. What was number four called? Ice and why you hate your athletes. Ice, ice baby. Ice. Let's see if it just pops up. Oh, my goodness. How many times did we put ice in there? The ice, number four. So you can. If you know the tags. If you know, yeah. What the heck was our first podcast called? I know. I've got the wrong notebook. I don't know. I wonder if anybody. I don't know. We'll get there. Either way. I got it in a different notebook. Uh, Yes. Well. Fun show. I think it's a really action. We've got the return of one of my favorite segments. Oh. Uh, we have a really fun, well-planned out feature topic. Okay. Yep, and yep, by yep. really fun, uh, well-planned out, it literally came, we came up with it 75 seconds before the show started. Don't tell people our I secrets, I still think Jeff. it's going to be great. Uh, we're going to do a taste test on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have plenty of food. In tonight's episode, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do some, we're going to FMK some injuries that might happen to you as an athletic trainer. Yep. And we have a new sponsor that we're going to, huh? I don't have the graphic, but what? I do have the details and I have confirmed. You're kidding me. So we will talk about a new sponsor. Okay. I also have this list, Kevin. What the hell is that list? <sighs> this is the list of. Is that a pros and cons list? It looks like it. <laughs> On this side over here was when at the beginning of 2023. Yes. The goals for all the TV shows and movies I wanted to watch, watch in okay. the year. And then on this side is all the things I did watch. Oh, my goodness. And some of the things on here weren't on this list. Okay. And then I, I dotted all the ones that I got to that um, made it off the list so I can start over. Okay. You're you're so into lists. I love it. You well, I was at work list. and I was like, I just want to track this because I think at the end of the year, at the end of the year, you kind of want to look back. This just in freighter. You're paying Chad too much. Wait, <laughs> wait you don't even understand how much you're paying. How much too much is you're paying me? It's incredible. I or pay him the same amount because he can get that much done in the same amount of time. Yeah, but let him go home early. How about that? Man, there's some good stuff. I'm going to just run through this really quick. Tell me if Do you've it. seen it or not. Yep. Rings of Power. Nope. The Last of Us. Nope. Tales of the Jedi. Nope. White Lotus. Nope. Ant-Man. Nope. The Wire, seasons one through nope. five. Succession, seasons one through nope. four. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yes. There's one. Parent Test. No. That was like a reality show. Mm. Uh, Ted Lasso. Yes. See, I watched just season three because I had seen the other ones. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. No. Oh, you didn't see the new Top Top Gun. I'm waiting. All right. How about the Flash no. movie? Nope. Secret Invasion? Nope. Uh, Jack Ryan, seasons one through four? I've seen one. You saw Jack Ryan season one? A long time ago. Yep. Okay. Did you like it? Loved it. Yeah, I thought it was a good show. Great show. The ending, the the last, like the, because it's not it's done now. Oh, good. How they wrapped like it up, that, season four? Well, then I'm going to start I thought it was one it. of the best TV endings I've ever seen. Well, great. Now and I'm most, be disappointed. Most, yeah, I know. That's Christ. what I was just going to say. Most TV endings are really disappointing, but the way they wrapped up season, like the 
the final episode, I was like, huh, that's awesome. It came out of nowhere, and it, it was just it made so much sense. Uh, okay, Jurassic Park, one, two, three. Well, yeah. Uh, the Bear, seasons one and two. No. I'm actually rewatching it right now with oh my Julie because she hadn't seen it. Uh, the Barbie movie. Okay. Super Mario no. Brothers movie. No. Jurassic World. Yes. Winning Time. No. Uh, the Air Jordan movie. No. Oppenheimer. 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 No. Creed 3. No. Ahsoka. No. Dune. No. Loki Season 2. Hmm. No, Dune I've seen. You have Dune seen I've Dune? Seen, yeah. I think the second one comes out soon. I saw Dune, but it wasn't last year. It was earlier. Dune? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah duh. you said Dune. For I sure. I got distracted Han- by Hannah. Hannah, we're, uh, we're going to get real Lo- creamy in this place. Lo- Loki Season 2? No, you hadn't. No. You barely saw Loki Season 1. I saw and all then, of the first um, season. Pennyworth, I've seen Seasons 1 and 2. I started Season 3 and I stopped. Is there a reason? Yeah, it got really bad. Oh. The show got pretty bad. Like season okay. one, I really liked, and then season two, I was like, okay, it's okay. And then the I got halfway through the first episode of season three, and I was like, this is the direction. It was kind of like Gotham, where it just got so over the top. You're like, yeah. don't. I, it's probably my biggest pet peeve with TV shows is they Same feel like they have to so? go. I think so. Mm. Like keep it simple. Like I like it when it's simple and easy to follow. Don't have to try and confuse me and make like just. Chad's not smart, everybody. I'm not. I'm not a smart person. He's hard, so. it, he can't take it. So I think we had four four things that... Maybe. Can you tell I've been busy? You've had multiple kids. The You know what the biggest reason is? And this is not... You don't have this either anymore, but you, know, you guys have figured out how to have a little bit better work-life balance um, and kid-life balance. Um, it's a surprise, sh- people. <laughs> Um, I don't travel. I know it's always I, on the road. That's the biggest thing I miss about traveling is being too. able to watch shit. I used to binge some shit on the like traveling, even when I would not necessarily traveling with the team, but when I would travel in the most recent years, I'd still I just had time, just you, time to watch stuff. Is that the most underrated part of being an athlete trainer? Travel time, like the freedom that you get on the road. Kevin, I think she meant to ask you. How's the baby, Chad? I don't have, well, my. How is your baby? I don't have a baby. I got a three-year-old. Yeah. You, Kevin. He's not, he's not quite a baby. Anymore. Kevin, how is your baby? My baby's great. I love my babies. Um, Abraham's a year and a half, and he is like, every single day is like, when the hell did you learn how to say that? Holy crap, how'd you figure that out? It's mm-hmm. we are in the throes of wow, you are like learning things. Mm-hmm. Um it's cool, right? He's hilarious all the time. Every once in a while he's you know, you want to pull your hair out, but that's just because little kids be little kids. My baby baby is three months old now. He is three months. He's just a a little he's getting huge. He, he's starting to like laugh. He's starting to like, um, have expression too. Like he smiles. Um, he's cool. He's a cool little kid. I love, I love him. 
they're they're really asking about the <coughs> the Reese's here. Yeah, Reese's not a sponsor yet. Uh, okay, so we did that. Do you want to do the, the taste test during the intro, or do you want to save it no, for we'll later? Save. We'll save it. Okay, let's let's um, get on let's, to like thanking some people. Let's thank some people here. Uh, obviously, the official sponsor of Candid Athlete Training. Although we haven't officially, they said they were going to renew, but uh, they're in healthyroster.com. I have to just remind me after the show, I have to send them the contract for the year. Mm. They'll send us the money. <laughs> uh, but they are the official sponsor of Canon Athletic Training. Uh, they are super excited to be back with us. They are working on some really big things. And it's always just a pleasure. Um, they are the ones that have been with us since the beginning. So if you can, or if you can, if you're looking for a new EMR and you don't know what to do, Make sure to go to HealthyRaster.com and check them out because they are We the know what to do. Um, smart Tools, 10% off using the code CANDID10, SmartToolsPlus.com. Also, Athletic Trainer Insurance Plus will give you the lowest discounted uh, price on professional and personal liability if you are a member of the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. And you should do that because you want to spend less money on... Liability insurance. You wouldn't want to spend more. Now, I'm super excited to announce that we have a new partnership mm. with a, a friend of ours. Mm. Um, his name is Scott Dixon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He started, he was with Master Dry Need Lane, who we used to partner with, but he started his own thing and he asked us to work with him. And what he's got going on is pretty cool. Uh, it's called Athletic Dry Needling. So if you mm. want to look them up, go to the website. It's athleticdryneedling.com. Check it out. So you're going to get basically the same. It, it's, a, it's a dry needling certification. It's 25 CEUs. I know that's a, I know right now CEUs is like a dirty word because you just crammed them all mm. in, so in the last month. You don't want to think about a CEU. But you do want to think about how to, to better yourself as a clinician. And Kevin and I would both say needling is is a tool in your toolbox that if you're allowed to do it, if you're at a setting that allows you to do it, if you're in a state that allows you to do it, it might be bang for your buck. Um, it might be worthwhile. He Absolutely. said he shortened the course just a little. It's still worth 25 CEUs, but he said he made it a little bit shorter. Uh, it's a little bit cheaper than Master Dry Needling. He's going to do basically do one course a month around the country. Mm. So um, if you go to their website, it looks like they've got the first four or five months listed. I think the first one is in Montana in January. Right? Uh, do you have that? I'm looking. Uh, the schedule. The le- just click on level one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so the he's doing one course a month. I think he's got all 12... Billings, Montana. Billings, Montana. What's February? Is that Chicago? February is Orlando. Orlando. Let's then just announce it. So if you're in the country and maybe you March, just happen to work out. March is Chicago. We got coming soon. March is Chicago. Okay. The fourth one is coming soon. Okay. So, so. he's, he yeah. Here's what he's going to do. So the course is 25 CEUs. If you are a member of Candid Athletic Training, so this is an exclusive deal. 
uh, if you become a member of our show for $25, he is going to give you $100 off Boom. his course. Hey, yo. And his course is $100 cheaper than the Master Dry Needling. So uh, you're basically getting $200 off of what you used to pay uh, with that other company. Mm-hmm. Also, if you are a member of Candid Athletic Training, he said he is going to put together a one-hour, one-CEU video course for us that we can send to you, and then you what? can watch it and get a continuing education because he is he is just uh, got BOC certified last week. What? He said it was so hard. He's like... Becoming like being able to do CEUs for physical therapy and other professionals, he's like, Chad, it was so easy. The, huh. the BOC makes it apparently super hard. It's like jumping through hoops to be able to get. Uh, Imagine yeah. that. So, uh, if you become a member of our show, that's so. Let's just talk. Let's just talk reasonably here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We continue. Uh, we I know Kevin and I have been doing this for four years. We talk into a microphone. We tell dick jokes and fun jokes and we talk about food and all sorts of stuff. And maybe, maybe you think our athletic training talk is good. Maybe you don't. Maybe you listen to other athletic training podcasts and you wish we were more like that. Hmm. But here's the, the truth is we continue to work at trying to promote the profession and make your life as an athletic trainer a little bit better, a little bit easier. Uh-huh. Um, I send out a lot of emails and texts mm-hmm. to companies trying to find companies that want to help athletic trainers. So we've got <clears throat> smart tools. I think we have to reach out to Ed and just make sure, but I'm almost like 100% sure Ed will do another course for us. Yeah. And now we have the dry needling course. Uh-huh. I have another company that Kevin and I talked to at NATA last year. Um, that's why you go to NATA that is going to do a course for us a one CEU course Uh, last I talked to them in November they said they were on board and then I have another company that does that's all they do is CEUs she said that she would I I need to confirm this with her give us a one and a half CEU course for free for our members I can't make a half so that's a four yeah just leave leave your thumb the nub I'm going to go like this so there you go. potentially, four and a half. Potentially, if the two companies that come through that said uh, in the fall that they wanted to do something, and I just need to confirm with them, it just got lost in the holiday shuffle. But that would be four and a half CEUs for twenty five dollars for becoming a member, plus your discount on professional liability insurance. Mm-hmm. And I continue to send out emails to other companies trying to get discounts and deals for, for our members. So I think, um, not to mention just the hilarity you get yeah. by listening to us. Yeah. Well, you can do that for free, but just support us because we're, we keep trying to make your life a little bit better. So <sighs> yes, Nisi, the, yes. If you become a member and Scott, we will send the, the continuing education video on dry needling to everybody. That's a member of our show. Correct. You can continue to listen to the show for free, mm-hmm. but if you want the exclusive CEUs and some of the exclusive discounts, um, just become a member of our show. And a- as of right now, you can do that as low as twenty five dollars. Right. So a quick evolution of what me and Chad have tried to do with this podcast. Originally, it was we just want to have fun talking about athletic training. Then we quickly 
met a lot of people that enjoyed listening to us and we said, well, how can we leverage this into promoting the profession? Not only that, but maybe make a couple bucks like doing this, right? And so we first thought, well, what if we get a bunch of sponsors for the show? Pretty soon we get we got a really good company, Healthy Roster, to be the official sponsor of the show. And that allowed us to say, hey, what could we do to enhance the experience for our listeners? The sponsorship basically allowed us to continue the podcast, but then we also could get all this fun equipment, download software to do it live. And we said, well, what if we created a membership for our live live listeners? And then we pivoted a little bit and said, you know, it'd be really, really, really cool. Instead of people really giving us money in order to just listen to us live, we made the incentive to be a member of the show to get more benefit as an athletic trainer, not necessarily just laugh while you're driving your car or listen to us while you're cleaning your house on a Wednesday evening. So our first thought was discounts on certain things, services or whatever, but also CEUs because we all need CEUs. So what were... And really, and we put a survey out and that's what everybody yeah. said they wanted. And what we really, and when I say we, I really mean Chad is working really hard at is we want to be one of your go-to sources for access to CEUs because... In reality, there are other platforms and membership places that you can get access to CEUs. We want to make it more affordable, and we want to offer more CEUs for things that maybe you want to actually talk about. And then we can join in with you on, you know, like when we had the BFR talk with Ed. We basically brought him on and said, all right, let's talk BFR and get a CEU out of it. Um, You're... You're consuming the content of the podcast at this point. Might as well benefit from things that we all have to do, and that is get CEUs. And so we've, we, again, but really Chad has been working really hard at just really trying to make other athletic trainers' lives maybe a little easier, right? Yeah. And CEUs are something that we all need. We all just went through the process of putting them all in and all the above. You got them. Um, oh, yeah. Good for you. Definitely. And it, I mean, it's one of the things that I think if we can make that a little easier, take a little bit off your plate, but also enjoy what we're doing and laugh about dick jokes and <laughs> athletic training. And just God, talk what, about what it's like. A, that's a freaking best world scenario. Well, let's just even, I'm going to say something that's probably going to be no, really no, controversial. Okay, do it. I think a lot of people are frustrated with the NATA. Oh, what? Ooh. I think a lot of people are frustrated I with love, the organization. I just love the NATA. They get ten, They give 10 CEUs for $200 some dollars. Yeah. And I did I just, I just think, did the math in my head. I think four and a half CEUs for potentially $25. Poten- I'll just say potentially four and a half CEUs for $25 yeah. is a little bit more value. But even we also have an two, insurance. Uh, we have an insurance company that has given us a discount that's better than the one you can get through the national organization. Insurance. Who needs insurance? 
and I'm continuing to get other things. Heck like yeah. I'm going to try, I actually have a sunflower seed company. I think mm-hmm. that committed to it. I just need to tie up the loose ends. Hmm. Long story short, we're going to push hard and then hopefully the NATA notices what we're doing and they can improve what they're offering. Uh, as well, so here's I don't a, know. We just a, we I, we just care. We just want to make it better. Here's a shameless plug. Um, anybody listening, if you have contact to a CEU provider and you think they should hook up with us so that maybe they can offer a one credit, two credit course, um, let them know. Yeah. Right. Let them know. Okay, we rambled for almost a half an hour. No intro. way. We don't. I think do it's that. good. I just think it's good to know and tell your friends, tell your uh, tell other people if you want us to continue to do this because it's it gets harder for us because we both have families. Have your friends become members. Yeah. Or have them buy you memberships or sure whatever. Because uh, the lo- the the longer we can, the more members we have, the longer we can continue to do this. See. So. Uh, okay, let's get into some shenanigans. How about that? Mm -hmm. I know the NAT is going to come cracking down on my skull for saying that, but whatever. They're going to be like, do better. We're going to look into this guy. Yeah. We're going to see if he's actually doing this. I'm going to get barred from NATA. Conventions, because all I do is walk around and try and find vendors that want to actually meet more ATs. Can you imagine next year go to NATA or this year we go to NATA and it's like, uh, sorry, sir, you're not allowed on these premises. Stand outside and do a live show. (laughs) All right. Oh my god. Uh, last week we had a fun fictional athletic trainer. Mm -hmm. We did um, Mean Girls. Mean girls. And somewhere along there, we started talking because one of the characters is the fictional daughter of the Pop-Tart founder. Oh, yeah. So we started talking about Pop-Tarts and and toaster strudels. Oh, (laughs) she's the toaster strudel daughter. Yes, toaster strudel. And we we, we never really just said, so we want to do it this week, would a Pop-Tart or a toaster strudel make a better athletic trainer? It's super simple. We put it up on social media last week, uh, so I'm, that's what I'm going to look for. Okay. Uh, where is it? Which would make a better athletic trainer? It was 68 to 32. Okay. I'm not going to give away the answer yet. Let's, Please let's don't. talk about it. Yep. We had a couple comments, too, that we can get into. All right. So. Um, One of these, you can eat cold. I was, that's the first thing, well, was the second thing I thought of. One of these. So it's ready one. for all, it's ready for, it's actually readier, ready quicker. One of these. More versatile. You have to add on the goodness, the icing. Where the other one, it's pre-applied. Say that, oh, the icing, yeah. Do you get two toaster strudels in every pack, or is it just one? I don't know. I haven't had a toaster strudel in years. You know, I got to look that up. I was having this um, talk with my coworker, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they said that they've got breakfast toaster strudels now with like I did see that egg, bacon, like fillings inside, like actual breakfast inside the strudel. Yeah, 
that was legit. Like I was like, oh wow. I said, you put the icing on it. <laughs> you put the icing on the egg bacon strudel. I think there's it's like Canadian bacon bits or something in there, or what? I saw them. Where? Well, there's a picture of one. Breakfast breakfast strudels. Breakfast strudels. Okay, Hannah says pop tarts are just dry and crusty. Okay. And I do hate that that edge on it. Like the best part is, yeah. although sometimes a good athletic trainer, you got a little edginess to you. Edge. Some, Need a little edge. Sometimes you got to get through the edge to get to the good part. Can you overcook a pop tart or can you overcook a strudel? Hundred percent. You can both. Yeah. Both. Which one's more likely to to get overcooked? Mm. Like which one's gonna hold up to the elements? I want to say the toaster strudel. When overcooked, burnt, is, I think, going to be more tasty. Did you look up last week which one was older? I think I did. Do you remember? I don't remember, but I'll look, I mean, I'll figure it out. Which one's wiser? I do think there's more variety in the Pop-Tart. There's mm-hmm. more flavors. Toaster Strudels came out in 1985. Oh, my God. I would have thought it was the 50s. Regis- I guess. Registered trademark in 1992. 80, you said 85? 1985. Well, all right. Old. When was the. Um, Me and Toaster Strudels was, are the same. When? <laughs> the same age. Who knew? Pop when was the toaster oven? Like, when was the toaster when invented? When was the toaster invented? Like. Toaster. Pop tarts. 84? Pop-Tarts, 1964. Okay, Pop-Tarts are older. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Toaster Strudel. Okay, that, that, okay, that's what I was thinking. In my head, when you said Toaster Strudel, I was thinking of the Pop-Tart. 64. <laughs> so when was their toaster oven? I wasn't, I was half listening. You know me. The toaster, the first standalone electric toaster. Yes. What year? Was made in 1893. Holy shit. No way. I guess so. I mean, there's another... Maybe more things you learn. 1893. The the automatic toaster, like that we kind of know today. Yeah. 1919. That's incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They probably cost $100. All right. The, the comments in the live stream here are pretty good. Bring it. Um... Okay, let's just go. The fact that, uh, Kyle says, the fact that they sell unfrosted Pop-Tarts is baffling to me. Like, who is actually buying those? I agree. Nisi says, my sister loves the plain Pop-Tarts. She doesn't like the artificial frosting. What? So she's on the other side of that. Uh, Kyle says, if you overheat a toaster strudel, the center comes, is pretty much like molten lava. Correct. Hannah says an overcooked strudel is greater than an overcooked Mm -hmm. Pop-Tart. That's what I'm thinking. I smother my Pop-Tarts in butter. You know what? That is... Um, <laughs> and Kyle goes, if you're having a Pop-Tart, is the artificial frosting really what's <laughs> going to put it over the... It's true. I, I I used to love putting butter on my... Okay, so too. a warm toaster strudel is greater than a, pop, a warm Pop-Tart. Agree yep. or disagree? At warm, its peak, at its peak, at its best, cook. At its best, if you have the best, if you have the best pop tart of your life, what are you giving it? A, mm. a four, 
five? No, I'm, I'm the going, best pop tart of your least, life. I'm going at least a six on the scale of all the foods you've ever eaten. Okay. And, oh, on all of all things. Well, no, then yeah, it's way down there. But okay. like, that's gonna be hard. Okay. Okay. Satisfaction. So then, the best like really toaster strudel that you've ever had is higher than that or lower than that. I would rather have a good toaster strudel than I'd rather have a good Pop-Tart. See, I think I want the Pop-Tart. We are way far apart on this one. Toaster strudel flavors. Toaster strudel flavors. Yeah. I'm trying to find them. What are all the flavors of toaster strudel? Um, oh, okay. This podcast is going to be three and a half hours Seven long. <laughs> Pop tart? No. Oh my god! I'm trying to remember. I remember having the apple ones a lot. Yep. I remember having the cinnamon roll, cinnamon toast crunch toaster strudel. What? That was not around when I was a kid. I could go go down on some fruity pebble toaster strudel. So right now, or like a pop tart, a a fruity fruity pebble. I'm seeing. It's more fruit. One, two, it's more three, fruit four, based. Five, six, seven, eight, nine flavors. Okay. Nine flavors of toaster strudel. Now, Pop Tart flavors. There is probably an 40, endless 40. endless amounts of like so all the the amount of flavors you can get from a goddamn Pop Tart is crazy and that's where i'm the variety that can hit your goddamn mouth Ooh, strawberry strudels and brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts well see Oof. brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts i would rather have a brown a brown sugar cinnamon pop tart over any straw oh any strudel i think i probably ate a lot of strawberry strudels okay how about pop- this jesus toaster <clears throat> strudels you have to work to be a good toaster strudel. You do. You gotta. You, you gotta have the icing, the right strudel to icing ratio. You uh-huh. gotta be able to decorate. You gotta. Jesus. It, a pop tart is just a quick. It's just a quick heat up and and go. You don't even have to heat it up. Yeah. A toaster strudel, you need. There's prep. To prepare, you have to prepare, but There's prep. An athletic trainer, you need. You need some polish, some grooming, and that is going to relate to our feature topic tonight. You know what? I'd rather have a brown brown sugar cinnamon right. Pop-Tart, but I think it's the only flavor that I want. Okay. The strudels, I would take multiple flavors of the strudels. Okay. All right, so consistency. What's more consistent? Oh, pop a pop tart is. I'll give you that. Every um, once in a while, you get one that's like, "What the hell's with this frosting?" It didn't. It's not going far enough to the edge. Most versatile is pop tart. More flavors. All right. Um, versatility it can be on the go. It's easy use. Mm-hmm. Less prep time. I gotta go pop tart. Let's go. Let's go read the. Oh shit! I lost it. Oh, I gotta go back to the profile here. Scroll down. Let's see. Um, 
Here was this. Pop-Tarts are more versatile. That was uh-huh. referee Vinny Lax. Okay. Uh, Josh Dossie says, Pop-Tarts come in a variety of flavors and brands can be inconsistent, but Toaster Strudel, you know what you're getting and it's consistent. Really? Nate said, ATs can't be flaky. Mm. And the vote. The flake factor. The voting was 68% in, uh, in favor of the Pop-Tart. The Pop-Tart. I think Pop-Tarts are going to this one off. Pop-Tarts are going to win. So, I'm in for the Pop-Tart. All right. We'll put that on there. Oh, the strudel now bringing out the breakfast egg and bacon. So Nate just jumped back on. But <laughs> All right. Um, all right. You know what we're going to do real quick? I don't think I want that egg. Imagine. I want, what, I'll, I would, well, I can't. What uh, the hell is in that egg? A, pot, uh, a strudel's not gluten-free, right? Toaster can't, strudel? I, no, it can't be. It's not like a hash brown I, consistency? No, no. no. It's not potatoes. Too bad. <laughs> um. All right. Yep. Let's do our FMK. Please. Because I just realized I have to tally do some counting over here. Um. Kevin, why yes. don't you give the FMK to the... The folks at home while I do this. So things that you can hurt yourself at work. Or let's we'll take it one step further. Maybe endure a little pain in hopes that maybe you don't hurt yourself, but most likely you are going to hurt yourself. So we came up with the crappy little sharp plastic on the inside of the handle of a Gatorade cooler. The ever so hurtful edge of the cardboard circle of the tape roll. And then last but not least, sticking your fingers into a hydroculator to pull out that hot pack. Cause we've all done it. We've all done and it. We've all said it's not that hot and I can do it. And then you go, I shine son of a, and I left my fingers in there for three milliseconds too long. I am going to F with, I'm definitely going to F with the heat. Oh, hey, KJ. I'm going to F with the heat. I I like the challenge that it presents of how much of this I can endure. And it's somewhat satisfying. Actually, it's very satisfying when you can endure that heat for just a little bit longer than you thought you could and you might get to this point of excitement that you have to you have to let go and so it's kind of like going it. it's kind of over like going over barefoot over coals kind of thing sure sure i'm gonna marry the tape roll because i think sometimes you you have to endure a little little bit of the pain because you you have to apply some light pressure into that hole. But I know when I've gone a little too far and I can back off and maybe adjust and make some good... <laughs> I'm so <laughs> pulling shit out of my ass right now. Um, I can adjust my pressure... And maybe my my angle in order to resolve some issues I'm having with my married tape roll. 
and I'm going to kill the goddamn sharp plastic edge on a cooler because it's always, you always realize it at the worst time. It's when you're, when you're, <laughs> oh, all caps, all caps, you're going to marry a cardboard paper cut. That's miserable. I kind of agree with her. I'm not getting cut by it though. I'm going to, I'm going to adjust right before I get cut. Oh, no. the goddamn sharp edge on the Gatorade cooler always occurs when you have to carry that cooler for longer than you thought you were going to. You can't drop it. Maybe you're holding it with somebody else. Your side's sharp. The other side's not. And I just, I hate it so much. Yeah, I got to kill it. I think the, I don't know what I'm going to say here, actually. I've been thinking about it while you've been talking, and I honestly cannot make up my mind. I usually come up. I think you can plan, you can plan for the Hydrock, and you can plan for the cardboard roll. You know that that's going to hurt you. I think the sneaky one is the, the Gatorade cooler or yeah. like the, the, so, the, yeah, the cooler, like the I little agree. plastic, mm-hmm. like wherever the seams came together. You're going you in can't, and you're grabbing. And yeah, you can't plan for it. No. It's not like when you're going up to a light switch and you know you're going to shock yourself. I mean, it just, you're not, it's not in the back of your head. Is, hmm. So the fact that you can't plan for it. Uh-huh. You are. Do you ever plan for marriage? it? <laughs> it just sneaks up on you. Do I have to f it? Mm-hmm. It just happens. It happens. Um, Sometimes the best f's unplanned. The be- the best. Most of them actually. Um, no, I don't know. I I think I'm smart and okay. I'm I'm just talking through this. I'm, okay, okay. The hydroc. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to tough it out. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. There's all you can just use mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a different apparatus. Like it's it's a hundred percent avoidable. It's the most avoidable one of these. Correct. So I think I have to avoid marry that. Somebody. Oh. I have to marry avoid and getting married. Avoid, <laughs> avoid. <laughs> Don't hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't do avoid. as I do. <laughs> you can avoid the hydrock burns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can avoid the burns if you just do it correctly. Maybe I should have just need, You just need a hydroc. long tong. Um, longer tongs will get you. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I will. I will. F the hell came up to I'm gonna F the um I'm gonna F F the Gatorade cooler. Because oh. when it's unplanned it's really fine. It's good sometimes. And you're like, ah, that would hurt. <laughs> and you so I'm gonna kill I hate honestly it's probably my one of my pet peeves that I never you really talk it. about. The cardboard That's paper true. cut. You and your on dry my finger, hands. my dry hands, this crack right here. It hasn't Still. happened yet. Still hasn't gone away after 15 years of being an athletic trainer. It changes how you do one of your fundamental tasks of the job. So you have to get rid of it. You can carry a cooler differently. You can get the Hydrock 
into the pad or the towel or whatever, you can do those things differently. You can make adjustments. Mm-hmm. You cannot, I mean, having to adjust how you tape would suck. <laughs> it, it would fundamentally change how you do your job, and I don't want to have to do that. Mm-hmm. So I will kill the tape roll. I will marry the hydroculator. I'll F with the um, the plastic cut from a cooler. Just love sharp stuff. Yeah. What what are some of our current listeners? What are they saying? Um Kyle just said he's effing with the hydrock. Pretty fun every time I do it. Marry the tape roll won't happen often. Kill the cooler edge because that shit hurts. Hannah got sliced by a tape roll the other day, so maybe she's a little salty. Kevin Joy said, Kill the cardboard. It's like the Chinese water torture. See, I agree. Marry the Gatorade. If you rub it long enough, it will go away. F the heat. Nothing wrong with a quick dip in the hot tub once in a while. Uh, adjusting the angle always helps things be more comfortable. Nate said, kill the cooler. Most frustrating cut to get. Uh, and he also said he's F in the hydrock. Got to F that moist heat. Gingers are <laughs> shown to be more <laughs> resistant to heat. It's my mutant power. There you go. And he's marrying the tape cut, which is silly because it comes with some pain, but the more you do it, you build up the callus, oh. which is kind of like being married. That is a valid point. Oh. <laughs> Big hands, I know you're the one. <laughs> um, so fun. Fun, 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 fun. Uh, we could probably put that up on... Maybe I'll put it up on social media and see what people say just for fun. Um, Let's do a top five, or do you want to do this first? Keep going. All right, let's do a top five. We haven't done one in a long time, and there's a reason for that. We sent out the survey several times, and nobody nobody answered after a while. So um, we we surveyed 50 athletic trainers, not 100. We surveyed 50, and we asked them, name a piece of equipment that's always broken. Name a piece of equipment that that's is always, always broken. broken. And, yeah, go ahead. Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind, normally I write these down. This is the first time I'm hearing this question. Um, the ice scoop, I feel like is... Oh, the ice scoop. The plastic ice scoop is broken. That's a great answer. Um, that is so good. That's a such a good answer. Always broken. Huh. You know what? I've had this rash of my um, hot packs Ooh, breaking. The hot packs. Like okay. the actual pack itself okay. exploding in my hydroculator. Um, okay, that's two. Something that's always broken. What else is always broken? I'm going to go with, I don't know why, like a tape cutter. All right. Um, I feel like I'm real. Oh, my kit. Kit's always broken. Your kit is always broken? It's always broken. Like one of the zippers? Yeah, zippers. Not like if you use, um, not if you use packs. the, yeah, not if you use Pax Bags USA. That uh, shit. Yeah. That shit ain't going to break. Yeah. Last but not least, always broken. Always broken. It's always broken. Um, I'm going to go with... 
we always had a we always had like a broken DMS, but I don't want to say that. Um, why not? If it was broken, it was broken. You know what? My last year in baseball, I found out that my game ready was broken at the end of the year because I never turned it on. And I had to like make an inventory of everything I had and just kind of like make sure that it like things were fine. And I turned it on and it wouldn't work. And my boss got mad at me because he's like, well, this would have been really nice to handle earlier in the year. And I was like, sorry. I never use it. <laughs> I never use it. And he was like, How of, am I supposed to know if it's was, broken if I never use it? He was kind of mad at me because, like, it was the end of the year. And I think he thought, like, well, we could have handled this so you used, you could have used it earlier. And I was like, I I never ice anybody. So why would I, like, but I'm just going to say all, all the time, my game ready was broken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we had... A, a huge tie uh, at the bottom here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. I I didn't include these answers, but I'm going to now because some of the live streamers have already said it. Yeah. We did have a bunch of people say the McDonald's ice cream machine, so they circumvented it. It was supposed to be athletic training related, but the question says, name a piece of equipment that's always broken. And at least four <laughs> people said the McDonald's ice cream machine. So that was in third place. All right. All right. <laughs> Tied for fourth place, though, with three <laughs> answers apiece. <laughs> um, yeah. The water cow. The water cow. Okay. A stationary bike. Okay. Uh, the gator or slash golf cart. Right. And then the hydrock, the actual hydrock unit the itself. actual hydrock. Uh, so that was fourth place of four-way tie. Second place with seven out of fifty, which you know, if we were doing a full hundred, you know, we double it, be probably be like fourteen. Game readies, yeah. Ours were always broken too, like the the little um, the plastic what are they called um, washers that are in between? Yeah, the connectors were always okay, dried out and broken. Mine just wouldn't turn out like it was like error. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Whoops. And then in first place, uh, with 11, ice machine. The ice machine's always broken. Nobody's getting ice these days. Yeah. Hannah just said in the live stream her ice machine was broken too. So, uh, Other answers uh, that didn't crack the top five. A combo unit, um, Gatorade coolers, mm-hmm. water coolers. My spirit is broken. Biodex. Man, imagine the amount of money on a Bidex and it's not broken. Wow. Or it's not working. <clears throat> Whirlpool pumps. Uh, the Gatorade stir stick. <laughs> Always broken. Uh, somebody said the doorstop. <laughs> and then the. How about the door lock? Skin calipers. That's just door keep opening. Didn't I lock that already? Yeah. Skin calipers? Yeah. So, I fun. I got a few of those. Yeah. I'll take it. I I mean, I think the plastic ice scoop should have made the top five. It didn't. <sighs> yeah. Maybe if we 50 more people would have answered, we would have, that would have made the, the list. But I think that's a great answer. All right.
right. I think that is our fat, our FMK, our top five. So we can feature. do our feature topic. Bring it. Well, our feature topic it's is brought, brought to you by <laughs> Reese's not, Peanut Butter Not a sponsor Cups. yet. Listen, it's no secret on this podcast that I love me a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Yeah. And I was at the grocery store the other day, and I saw creamy Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Sorry, I ripped it open. But creamy. Okay. Creamy. And I thought, so when, I, when I'm when i at a, a grocery store or I'm at a gas station, convenience store, stopping somewhere randomly on the road, quick trip, and I go, you know what I could go for is a little, little candy snack. I'm going to yeah. get me some Reese's. 100%. And there are 15 different versions of Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cups. Nisi says so. She said, so, got to have the big cups, the regular size. <laughs> Child's play. <laughs> Nisi. Do you consider the regular Reese's? You could not be more right. So you, which one you just go down on? You just, this is regular. Do you consider that chunky now? You I haven't had the Reese's. The- I don't know. But I'm going to tell you, it's pretty smooth. I'm going to, let's, it's I'm going to close. I want you to like, give me one. And I'm going to keep my eyes closed this entire time. Do I got to feed it to you? No, you can just hand it to me. You, can, you don't have to put it in my mouth, Kev. <laughs> I'll squirt. I want to know. I'll squirt. <laughs> we right talked about mouth. that last week. Uh, episode 246 was squirters. All right. So Kevin's hand. Okay. So you had one. Do you want to just do the other one? Do you want to do the other one and tell me what you think of it? No. Okay. You so eat. you gave me. Is the paper backing on this? Okay. I don't want to. Go down on some no, I wouldn't. Bag. I wouldn't allow you to get any All right. unnecessary chocolate. How many bites do you do on your? Oh, I change it up every time. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna put that one down. Okay. I'm gonna just put it over here. All right. Should I cleanse my palate with some water? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it tastes the same. This is... This is the creamy one. The second one was the creamier of the two, I think. Okay. I hope I'm right. Let me try that again. Should I just... Oh, yeah, for sure. Hmm. That one, that bite was mostly chocolate. So, mm-hmm. so you think the first one I gave you was what? I think the first one you gave me. Well, let me just let me just bite this whole one. I'll tell you in a second. Hmm. I think the first one you gave me was the regular, and the second one you gave me was the creamier. You, sir. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I just want one last taste. <laughs> yes, for sure. A hundred percent. This one was definitely denser peanut butter. Yeah. 
All right, I'm going to open my eyes. Yeah. How did I do? Awful. Oh, I got it wrong. I got you it backwards. got it completely wrong. You had a 50-50 shot, and you had it backwards. This is what I'm going to tell you. because I have no sense of smell. That has nothing to do with it. All right, Chad. Now I'm going to let you look at them. Look at the picture. This is the creamy one. No chance. It looks like this one. This is the regular one. Look at that. They look the exact same. They look the exact same. I am so freaking disappointed right now. I was hoping that I might have found a Reese's peanut butter cup that could rival the traditional Reese's peanut butter cup. This one what do you mean? Trip. What do you mean rival? Didn't you just isn't this the traditional one? Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Nisi. The the larger ones are better. A little more peanut butter is wonderful. What I don't like are the the ones with Reese's pieces in them. I don't like the ones that are with they have added like maybe potato chips in them and like I mean the Reese's sticks are good, but they're not a peanut butter cup. Yeah. Right. When I walk into a a place that yeah. I can buy Reese's peanut butter cups, just give me the OG. I just get the OG. Yeah. There's nothing better than the OG. When I saw this creamy one, and I'm telling you, if you can see this picture, that looks tasty. And I was like, I guess they're not going to sponsor our show anytime soon. <laughs> what the hell, Reese's? Nothing about. And I wonder if I can. I don't think I can get a good. Oh, Hannah says the Reese's trees are the best. I don't disagree with that. Ooh, that's a good call. Look at this. That's supposed Just, to be creamy. I'll put it. Put it up to the. Compare the other one. Do you have the a regular? You gotta go to our YouTube for this. Yep. Creamy. Regular. Let's see if I can get. I mean, you can't. Come on. Nothing creamy about it. Okay, well, I'm glad. I, I'm glad that I sat, got it wrong, and you kind of are backing me on this. There's no reason that you should have got that correct. The pumpkins are better than the trees. Oh, the trees are really good. See, what the trees are is a sneaky, giant Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. Those are really good. I'm not going to lie. The creamy one tastes good. We're <laughs> a woman in menopause. Hannah, you need to be on the show more often. God damn it. I love our live streamers. Hannah just got yelled at. <laughs> um, so, anyway, topic of the week. Yeah, let's do our topic of the week, and hopefully Reese's. One? Or is that going to ruin your diet? My diet's already ruined, so I'll do one more. <laughs> well, if you want to eat them, go ahead. Creamy, regular. Okay, so right before the show, like literally right before the show, I saw a tweet about uh, athlete training education. What? <clears throat> Who has to learn? Yeah. And I was like, I think I might have misread the actual tweet. I thought it said, like, when did you start? Like, do you start in high school or whatever? I think mm-hmm. they actually said where. So, where? But it still got me thinking, like, wow. how should we start in high school? Mm. We, when do we, how long does it take us to groom ourselves to be a mm. professional athletic trainer? So basically begging the question, how many years of education do we need before we feel like we're ready 
to cover, you know, people, you know, cover sports yeah. or in the traditional setting or whatever setting you're going to be in. How, how, how many years of experience do you need before you feel ready? Right. What's your answer? Or do you want me to read some of this? How many years do what I need? Or what? Yeah, I think what I want. How many? Yeah, how many years of school do you think you need before you're prepared to become an AT? Three. Kevin says three years of school. Mm -hmm. I think. How many years did you go through? I mean, our program was three and a half, four years. I mean, kind of depending on how you did your internship. Um. But really four. I did not do anything athletic training related my first year of college. And then I spent the next four years trying to get a degree in athletic training. Um, Kevin says, he was thinking about this today. I got my first head AT job at 30. I was completely different then as I am now at 45. How many, okay, so how many years do you think? I think you can do the job in four, but I think, honestly, five would have you more prepared. Mm -hmm. I think. Do you think, let's, let's compare and contrast my answer to yours. Do you think in the two years that you say to do more education, there are in education, not necessarily your internship, like sitting in a classroom, learning athletic training, are there ways that you can better prepare yourself in those two years to get into the field? So I I guess I should get right now. Yeah, I think I'm going to let me explain myself and maybe I think we're more on the same page than let me than you think. introduce myself. Allow myself. I think the way we went through mm-hmm. upper uh, you know general class, lower extremity, upper extremity, rehab, yep. and admin, pharmacology, mm-hmm. like your your eval classes and then all the other stuff. I don't necessarily think that set us up for I think it it provided you the base layer. Mm -hmm. I think what needs to happen in terms of education, I think there needs to be more experience, um, time, clinical time, and then you need to go back and review what happened and break down what did I do, what did I learn, and how can I do it better, and then try it one more time and then you're ready on your own. Mm. So kind of like the matrix, remember we had the matrix and the Mm -hmm. proficiencies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Learn in the classroom, then apply it like three times. Wasn't necessarily enough to be proficient. Sure. And I, I firmly, I'm, I know what you're saying. Three years, like five years in the classroom is five years in the classroom is too much. But five years of school, I think school, the, the way it's set up needs to change. Like th- the classroom mm-hmm. need, the classroom is hard to learn. Yeah. I also feel like there are athletic trainers that 
I don't know. Um, I don't know how to, I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense. I wish there was more clinical experiences and we slowed it down because we're just rushing people through mm. and educators want to okay. get people through and mm-hmm. the BOC pass rate is like, look at our program. Look at how great we are. We have X amount of students. People pass at X percentage and we get shuffled through. Mm-hmm. I can tell you for a fact, I should have failed one class in particular. Oh. And they just let me go through because I was just on track to finish. Sure. I should have failed. I didn't do well in the tests. I didn't, like, I was so burned out because I was working full time. I was working full time at a restaurant. I was not studying. I should have failed. Hmm. But they pushed me through because it just went through. Mm. Like, they, they wanted me to just move through it. Yeah. And I think they needed me to do the internship because then they could keep that that relationship alive. I I don't know. I just so I think five years of learning is, or I'll, I'll say learning is the same as school. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Sitting in a classroom for more than three years is probably stupid. Mm-hmm. But do you understand where I'm coming from? I do like I think it just. I didn't. I I got done in four years, and I don't feel like my first year. I was ju- I was learning my first year. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel in control until my second or third year as a certified. So right. it, when I say it, well, how long until you're? I'm just saying my first year. I was still in school. I was learning, but I was just learning with no teachers. Sure. So that's why I said five. And I think where I'm at three is. Mm, Hannah makes a good point. Probably a a happy medium of, I don't think you can. Oh, that's really good too, Kevin. I think, I think the learning experience you had as a first year certified can't happen in school unless you are certified in school and they say, you haven't graduated yet, but you're going to take care of this team and you have people back here that can help you, but it's on you right now. An internship mm-hmm. that, like, you have a little more free reign. But you can't do that because that, I mean, legality of that is pretty remarkable. Throw this scenario out to you. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a, somewhat of an or, origin of where this topic came from. Um, would you have taken a sports medicine athletic training centered class in high school? No. What about Well, what let's say Let me back up. If you if you When I was in high school, mm-hmm. I thought and I my, I got my first my first um degree. College degree was a business. I wanted I thought I was going to be in business and marketing right. and that. So, in high school I had no interest in the healthcare. So, let's say Chad How many people now, change their mind after they work? I mean, people kids don't know. Sure. Yeah. And I, 100%, I don't think anybody should, it's like, oh, you chose athletic an athletic training class in high school, therefore you should go to school, college for athletic training. It'd be cool for more people to be exposed to athletic training in high school so that they know it is a career and maybe they find out if they like it before they start paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in for school. For sure. But imagine 
your scenario of what you're saying, like five years, what if there was even, you got really exposed to athletic training in maybe your senior year of high school and you got to like really experience what it was like to even learn how to tape, learn how to stretch, learn how to, you know, do manually resistance exercises, learn how to like feel what a joint should like should feel like and not feel like. And then you go to college and you sit in a, you sit in a classroom for like another year. And then you get to reapply it again. Hands on. This is now the second time that you've like started to like really get your hands dirty with it. Could be a better solution than, hey, let's make everybody spend another $50,000 of school like to get their master's degree when maybe the education process doesn't have to keep going up and maybe we need to start at a lower level so that we can still have athletic trainers graduating with a bachelor's still ahead of the game, still a little bit more experienced, but they started when they were 17 instead of 18. Could be something that's cool. AP athletic training. AP athletic training. High school Taught seniors. to you by Kevin and Chad. <laughs> athletic training. Here's what you're going to need to know. Class number one. That's what she said. <laughs> Episode number class 54. number Class number two. Let me introduce you to Hannah Chun. Here, let's let's go back. There was a couple yeah, comments here that I really... Uh, and we, I don't have a ton more, but uh, Kevin said a little bit ago. Oh, hold on. Um, Yo. I'm going to scroll. <clears throat> I heard today that the first half of our professional lives is building our containers. The second half is filling it with what makes you a true professional. Yeah. And then Hannah said. What you can't do in school. Hannah said, I think this is following up with my diatribe here. She said, it's hard, too, because you can't make injuries happen, so it's hard to see a lot of good stuff in a semester of clinical experience. Right. Kevin said, think about this, though. With all the new proficiencies that have been added since I was certified in 2000, I'm still learning how to be an AT. Mm-hmm. I do think there's this profession is a never-ending learning profession. Yes. Right? And being the athletic trainer that you are now, What's you know, you've been an athletic trainer for what, sixteen something years? Since two thousand seven. Like and I'm fourteen, fifteen years. Like it's I am definitely a different athletic trainer than I was in two thousand eleven, twelve, like whatever. <sighs> but like to be that entry level athletic trainer, I think the on the skills like learning experience can't happen that you need to get exposed you need to go through the absolute <laughs> the terror the terror <laughs> of being a first year certified and and you you look at yourself in the mirror and you say i can't believe i'm in charge of this right now i will say this when i was still in the traditional setting and i was a preceptor or clinical instructor, whatever they call it now, I felt like the the kids that were like coming through later, like my last couple of years there, mm-hmm. the classroom stuff they're learning is way more advanced than the classroom stuff that we had learned. Sure, I was like, dang, you get there, you guys are learning some some stuff here. 
and I think it it was headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think the 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 kids still lacked clinical hands-on experience. They were right. they were much more book smart, and I think their hands-on skills probably weren't as good as maybe we had all wanted them to be. Sure. The other thing is, I was thinking back when we were in school, and you know, talking about how we grow as a profession or at professionals ourselves, like our, how much we changed. Part of that's because when we came out, the profession was very um, treatment therapy, like you modality. know, modality based. Thank yeah. you, modality. It was so modality heavy in late. 2000s and early 2010s and now the pendulum has swung away from that and i think it's great so maybe maybe the next batch um maybe 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 we're just teaching the right things now and maybe three years could be it's just it's a matter of getting hands-on experience what's the how maybe we can't put a number of years on how many times or how long it's going to take you to get a hundred acls yeah or hundred Lachmans in. I always said this when I was teaching these kids. It's, it's, um, it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. A hundred, you know, the first ten times you do it, you're not going to be proficient at it. So, uh, it's going to take a long time. So, I don't know. Which is the way everything goes, right? And right. it's so I think, what I think is the shame, is that. Hi, Craig. Students are down a path of probably being more in debt, going like further, further away, away, away from starting their profession. When in reality, you're when you're in college and you're you're going for this degree, there might be a scenario that some people can get this, but like in our clinic, we talk about just hands-on bodies. The first time, I don't care if it's a seasoned, like, athletic trainer. If they walked into my clinic, kind of learned what I do with my patients, the first time somebody lays down, they're going to be like, I don't know what to do with my hands. But as soon as you start actually putting your hands on bodies and then, the fourth time and then the 50th time and then the 60th time you're like fuck i don't i don't know what the hell i'm doing anymore but then the 70th time you're like oh i'm getting it and then the 240th time you're like yeah whatever i don't even know what my hands are doing anymore cuz i can just i just move 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 that's not going to happen in school that's going to happen in the <laughs> in the real world and that's what i kind of think like there is a sense of we need to definitely make proficient students that are graduating but we need more and more and more hands clinical experience and feeling joints that are healthy versus not healthy. And like the more you can expose kids to that, you're never going to expose them enough to be ready to do it on their own 100% of the time. So just expose them as much as you can, but that doesn't have to take seven years. That doesn't have to take six years. In my opinion, I think you're right five years of kind of merging what we we do now, like really high-level education, but then merging it with like the old school, like 1980s, like internship programs where mm-hmm. there wasn't even 
an athletic training major. And so you had to get a, you know, random kinesiology major and do an internship to become an athletic trainer. I mean, that's a sweet spot. Again, the NATA is turning over in its grave, listening to us and the BOC mm-hmm. and all this. I'm, it's just, it, it was an interesting question to me in terms of preparedness. Preparedness. So, I yeah. don't know. Well, uh, let, I don't know else? if there were any other comments. I, I, right, I read the comments. 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 Did I read them? I don't know. Did you? Uh, okay, Libby Breaker, Libby Breaker said, I felt like six years was enough for me, but I wish school showed us how to deal with coaches and staff in general, especially communication. Uh, <clears throat> Jason said four, and Neil Thompson said it can be done in four as well. Yeah. Uh, I do think the overwhelming consensus, and I could be wrong, because maybe I'm just biased with my own opinion, but then also the people that are surrounded surrounding me, that moving to this like five to six year program to get your master's wasn't necessarily the right move in the, in the education setting to keep up with the Joneses. It is. And hopefully 15 years from now, 10, 15 years from now, what we're talking about is how great was it that everybody's coming out with a master's and now people are being paid more. Right. And so forth. Um, and the profession is more well-known and it's more respected because there's higher level of education that, you know, credentials behind your name. And everybody's listening to our show so they know what and we exactly. do. And I, th- but I think there's an overwhelming amount of us certified athletic trainers that are like, most of what I do now, I learned after school. And maybe that's the other sweet spot is universities and colleges are going to start incorporating the idea that, hey, this is what ice does, right? Or this is what it actually means to do an instrument assisted soft tissue mobilization with, with the tools from smart tools. Hmm. Right. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, not solving the issues right here, but was an interesting topic of how long do you think it takes to become an athletic trainer? It's an endless process, but at the same time, I do think in three years, you could walk into a high school and be the athletic trainer. Sure. Maybe not a high the school basics. Of yeah, maybe you're 3, not 3,000 kids and you got 500 athletes that you're always taking care of. But, I mean, I'll tell you what. My athletic trainer when I was in high school, I, I, there was nothing revolutionary about what he was doing. And it worked. It was fine. It was all basic stuff. Do no harm. Do no harm. <laughs> but Anything else? Uh, No, let's... Wrap the episode up. Yeah. Knowledge is king. Well, thanks for all the live listeners and all your comments. That was a lot, a lot of comments. I love it. Um, We love the interaction. Um, Go over to CanadaAthleticTraining.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, Every week we sit here and we try to figure out some more things that you want us to talk about. But that works even better if you're telling us what you want us to talk about. So CanadaAthleticTraining.com. Uh, or you can head over to candid underscore ATC on all the social media platforms and let us know from there. Uh, post fun pictures. Let us know that you love us and we miss you too, Hannah Chen. Um, yeah. Thank you to Healthy Roster for being the official sponsor. You guys are awesome. All your EMR needs, go over to healthyroster.com. Thank you, Smart Tools. 
SmartToolsPlus.com, Candid10 is the 10% discount code. Uh, you will also you know, look for more CEUs from us and SmartTools, as well as Athletic Trainer Insurance Plus, the best rates you can possibly get if you are a member of the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. And coming up very soon here. The we'll newest fun, sponsor. Fun graphic for you as well. Maybe it'll be Scott's just wonderful mug on a picture. Um, <laughs> athletic Dry Needling. AthleticDryNeedling.com. You are going to get $100 off a course. And then also we are going to do a one credit CEU with Mr. Scott Disc Dixon. Um, oh, yeah, I know. Dixon. 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 Freudian slip there. <laughs> um, good night, everybody. <laughs> Can't recover. See you later.